This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to another episode of Reporters Without Orders where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. Joining me in the studio today are two of my colleagues, Nidhi and Shiv, to talk about their stories from different corners of Delhi. Nidhi, of course, just did a story last week on allegations of assault against police constables uh, by transgender people uh, in a trust in West Delhi. And Shiv reported on uh, rumblings within one of the most elite clubs in Delhi, the Jim Khanna Club, of course. Good morning. Hi, Ayush. Hi, good Hi, morning. Nidhi. Good morning, Shiv. Good morning for me. I'll come to that. I won't spare him. But you tell me, what have you been doing besides looking at Ranveer Singh's pictures? Not much, really. Yeah? <laughs> Not much other than that. And looking at the fascinating debates happening about yeah. his bum being exposed. Yeah, tell us about that. We were just watching that video. It was yeah. very funny. Yeah, so Nidhi Razdan was hosting this debate on NDTV yeah. where obviously this woman who's filed an FIR against uh, Rangveer Singh showing his... Uh, Rangveer Singh being naked. Right. Uh, and she said that it's hurting her sentiments and Nidhi Razdan very seriously asks her, huh. why does it hurt your sentiments? And yeah. she says, he's showing his bum. <laughs> 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 if if it's not a public service, what is it? Yeah, you tell me, Ayush. Yeah, and the, the have you enjoyed the photos? I I I thought that he has a great body and it's something to aspire to. You yeah. should. I second him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't think so. There is anything. Boy. No, I don't think there is anything wrong in the photo. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anything not. wrong in the photo. But you know. Uh, in India, you'd have some Maybe people who will create or so yeah. around art. I don't know. What did you guys That's think of I the whole it. debate that sort of started where uh, they were like, oh, if a woman had done this, mm-hmm. uh, it would be a completely different reaction. Yeah, I'm sure. That's and some people actually used pictures of um, you know Indians, in, Indian uh, models, female models, and comments on their Instagram posts and comments on Ranveer Singh's pictures, and you could see the contrast. Yeah. So yeah, that is true. But I think some the sort of attention it's getting, especially the part where he's been booked, is a little too much because there are always yeah. some people. But I think overall everyone liked it, right? Right, Tehri, right, Jude. <laughs> okay, they are both nodding vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Shiv, good morning. Good morning. Did you sleep well? Very well, I think. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Um, Give context. Are yaar, we've been in the studio since 11.30 waiting for Shiv and he arrived at 12. But that he arrived is, you know. I'm so sorry guys for yeah, it's keeping fine, you It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, how many Happens. times should I apologize? Uh, yeah, no, you should always apologize once on record. But uh, guys, moving on to your stories. Uh, Nidhi, you were in West Delhi in this locality called Sitapuri with Jude. Uh, and you guys did a story on this one trust called the Myth Trust in yeah. Sitapuri where you have this footage from last Friday from 12 at night where three police officials walk into the NGO they take one person from there to the police station and then something very sinister unfolds so just tell us first of all what the story is briefly and then we'll talk about how you got the lead and everything so this particular story is about an assault that happened, uh, an alleged assault that happened in a police station in Delhi on 22nd of July, on the night of 22nd of July. 
this is located in Sitapuri area in Mitra Trust, which is a shelter home which falls under uh, a scheme called Garima Griha, uh, which was started by the Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment um, this particular year. So the idea is to create shelter homes for transgender people to come and seek some amount of safety, a non-judgmental safe space where they can also get access to amenities like food, water, shelter, along with skill training. So a lot of the people who do come there are usually people who have either been begging on the street or uh, were doing sex work and don't want to do that anymore or uh, have been rejected by their families and have had nowhere to go. A few days before this alleged assault, uh, a person named Aditya, a transgender man, had walked into the home. Uh, he'd actually uh, known of the Mitra Trust because someone who knew him and actually saw him roaming around the railway station in Delhi had called Rudrani Chetri, who is the founder of this particular place, and said that there is uh, a transgender man looking for shelter. He's from uh, UP. So he comes uh, to the home and seeks shelter. And according to the people we spoke to there, he was uh, in Immediately, almost feeling, you know, there was a sense of safety. He felt like, you know, he'd finally found a space for him to be at. And he also uh, apparently told them that he had been under house arrest for two and a half years and he was tortured at home and he had to leave home to come and seek the safe space. Now, on the night of 22nd July, we saw CCTV footage where we see uh, four police officers, uh, three men and one woman who come to the shelter home. You see them, you know, knocking on the door and like we've pieced together what happened from this footage and people talking. So apparently they knocked on the door. It was around midnight. Uh, there was one person who was there at that point, Bella. Uh, this is a transgender woman. She was there. She opened the door and she asked, you know, what happened? Um, and they said they came looking for Aditya, this transgender man who had come to the home a few days prior. Uh, and she then says that, you know, why why do you want to look for him? He's come here on his own will. Also, the home only allows uh, uh, people who are above the age of 18. So there's no minors there. Right. So everyone who's come has come on their own will. They also stay for only one year. Once they have some amount of, you know, they're on their feet and they can do some sort of work, they leave the home to make space for others. And at a time, there's about 20 of them in the home. Mm -hmm. So the police comes in, uh, looks for uh, Aditya and then they tell him that they, he has to come with them to the police station. Uh, now this is uh, according to people at the home, they said they tried to ask for identification and ask them where they're coming from and they said they are from UP police and Dabri police station. Dabri police station is located about uh, 100-200 meters away from uh, the Mitra home itself. And immediately after that, they tell him he has to come to the station. He says he doesn't want to. And uh, they kind of ask permission to write the statement there itself. Basically, they told that a missing complaint has been filed against uh, him by his parents and they need to take him back home. And in your story, um, one of the people at the trust make the allegation that the police even told them that your family is downstairs yeah. waiting for you. Right. Yeah. So when he refused to sort of come to the police station, because they're also, we have to remember, they're a community that has been used to uh, some amount of police harassment, societal harassment. So they are also very skeptical of, you know, going along with the police. That too at 12 at, at 12 night. 12 in the night. Yeah. I mean, the police could have just waited a few hours to come in the morning when things might have been calmer. Right. Uh, but then they tell Aditya that his parents, his father standing, you know, uh, down the street and he should go and meet him. So at this point, Aditya agrees, uh, allegedly, from what we know. Mm -hmm. And he goes with the police. And right as soon as he leaves, Bella, who was sort of talking to the police, she, she is someone who had lived in the home for a year and then, you know, had moved out. But she was there 
that night right uh, she took some initiative and she said you know uh, actually let's all go to the police station mm-hmm. so she then tells me that she actually took with her uh, two transgender men to sensitize the police to show them that you know uh, this is right. how it is and you know we we fall under the scheme of the ministry and we are not sex workers and all of that she thought you know she might be able to talk to the police if she took them along so right. i think about six of them went immediately to the police station which like i said is just a few steps away from the home mm-hmm. now she said as soon as they reached there they saw uh, aditya in a private vehicle not a police vehicle sort of being driven away Right. And Bella claims that she sort of heard him uh, scream out for her and you know w- wanting to not go with the police basically. Mm-hmm. Right. So they reached the police station so from here they said that they kind of talked to the police and asked them you know either tell us where you're taking Aditya uh, or give us some sort of written statement from him that he is okay to go with the police that this is happening as per his own will right uh but none of that happens and at this point uh, according to the people we spoke to bella they they start the police sort of start getting aggressive with them um and that's when the alleged assault takes place where they are beaten uh, there's another person sia uh, a right. transgender woman who claimed that you know uh, the police sort of strangled her touched her breasts and assaulted her in a very uncomfortable sexual manner um and said some very nasty things uh, based on their identity um after which they sort of managed to escape at one point uh, bella also said that you know uh, police were beating her up and telling her either you escape now or right. we will kill you and they said they managed to get back to the home the mitra trust and from there they made a call to the pcr saying mm-hmm. this has happened the van comes takes them to dindayal upadhyay hospital right. where they are given first aid and they are you can see their injuries you know they have yeah. a swollen elbow you can see lathi uh, marks uh, yeah. across their body and in the in your video story you yeah. interviewed extensively both sia and bella and, bella. and they show scars on their yeah. arm and the legs yeah yeah So then they come back to the home and that's when and when they were at the police uh, at the hospital uh, Rudrani Shetri the founder she manages to reach there and she does a Facebook live uh, which is how everyone got to know about the story and from the right. Facebook live lawyers reached out said that we can help you out and from there it becomes a hmm. uh, like they they were in the process when we met them in the process of filing an FIR um at the dabri police station saying that this sort of assault has happened hmm. so, and this happened on the 22nd hmm. and i remember your story is dated 23rd july yeah. so just for the listeners who might be curious can you tell us how does a reporter something happens in one corner of delhi and you are here Uh, how does a reporter get to know this within a day were you in touch with the lawyers did you read about it somewhere what happened uh no i hadn't read about it anywhere i don't think it was out by mm. then because the story was out on 23rd we went there on 22nd itself I actually got the story by chance so there's a group of lawyers i'm in touch with for the hathras case that we've been reporting on mm. um and i'd called for an update because there had been a hearing in alabad high court and in the special court in hathras right regarding the gang rape um and when i called one of them the lawyers who work on that team was actually on the way to the mitra trust because this had happened and he sort of just explained it to me in panic that this is what had happened so can i call you back right. for the hatra story and i said what is this particular case about hmm. and then he said be the facebook link where rudrani from the hospital was talking about what happened right and uh, i asked him if there had been any media coverage and he said no so hmm. jude and i immediately left uh, to do the story right two things i'm curious about is uh, there is 
there are serious allegations of assault by policemen. Yeah. One, what you spoke to the police? What was their view? Did they deny? Did they say they'd punish someone? And second, what happened to Aditya? He was taken away by them. Where is he now? So to answer the first question, so right after we finished uh, speaking to people at the Mitra Trust, Jude and I went to the police station, which is um, two minute walk away. And we met the SHO Satish Chandra, who as soon as we walked in, we didn't even say anything. And he said, uh, I have nothing to say to you. Um, and I said, about what? And then he said, is this the uh, transgender story? And I said, yes. Uh, but I mean, I hadn't introduced myself. I didn't say anything. Did he refer to them as transgender? What was, yeah. how did he refer to them? I actually, Jude, do you remember what he said? He said transgender, right? Yeah, I, yeah, because he said transgender. Interesting. Um, but in, when the assault took place, I remember one of the people from the trust tell you that a lot of pejoratives were used. Yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say it in right. this, but the, there's the video which you can go and watch where they actually describe what uh, was yeah. told to them. Yeah. So he, he just refused to comment. And he said, you speak to the DCP. Hmm. Uh, but we stepped out of the station and there's always that one policeman who wants to talk. Right. Right. So the main confusion was which uh, police station had sent their personnel to the mm. Mitra Trust because when the when we spoke to the people at the shelter home, they also said that at night itself when they went to Dabri police station, uh, the police officers there said that it was not them who went mm. uh, to allegedly pick mm. up Aditya. Right. So it was to first confirm whether the police were from here. So when I asked this uh, constable who was standing, he said, uh, I mean, it, one of us had gone or something like that. And then he said it was the uh, uh, Badalpur police from UP who had come and they right. sought assistance from us. I see. And I asked him if he can show me the registry where the police had entered. So any police station, if a different jurisdiction's police come, they have to make an entry in the register. Right. So then he very uh, surprisingly, he opened the register and showed me that at 11 46 Badalpur police has uh, come and these are the people who are here. Amazing. And he allowed me to take the number from the wow. registry. How nice. Although There's always one guy up. who helps you out. There's always one person yeah. who's very sweet. Yeah. And he also, Jude was taking pictures and then he said, you take picture without the car number, which right. is very, very sweet of him, I must say. But that gave us a confirmation that, of course, the Abri police was involved and mm. assisted um, uh, Badalpur yeah. police in this whole right. uh, event. And right. Second part of your question, we don't, we still don't know where exactly Aditya is. I haven't wow. spoken to them in the last one or two days. Hmm. But last I spoke to them three days ago, we there was no idea of where Aditya hmm. is. Right. And though officially police, of course, told you that it's the, uh, you know, people from the trust, yeah. the transgender people who caused a ruckus at the police station and they used to quote them minimal force to disperse them. Yeah. And uh, that sounds like a very boilerplate response. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how they respond to these issues anyway. Yeah. And yeah. they kind of said that we are very sensitized and aware of uh, dealing with transgender people. So we used minimal force and this is a false allegation. Right, right, right. Uh, Shiv, I'm curious, you've covered your own stories. Have you ever had such interactions with the police where... You know, you went to a police station to report on them or someone there helped you out or a story or was not so cooperative, you know, anything that mm. comes to mind? I haven't done many stories which involved police, but for me, it's very hard to find even one person who will be able to help me out. Yeah. <laughs> Nidhi is very fortunate in this regard. Yeah. I, because I, I understand that the police, they are... Uh, 
they deal with lot of people okay hmm. so in that way they are very shrewd right unlike maybe uh, bureaucrats for hmm. example right so uh, i think um, uh, when there was this protest no uh, at uh, up bhavan Nah. that the uh, house was demolished of jamia researcher right i see what's her name uh, afreen afreen yeah huh. right so against that there was protest okay uh, like one of the uh, top officials so he was there so i was asking like like when are they going to when when, when the protest will come here and uh, i was talking about the bandobast and everything so that police uh, policeman uh, he didn't want to talk to me Right. and i said like he said uh, this protest is nothing no why are you waiting here and like, there's so many media uh, people here you, you should go back to your places it's a small protest or if even if even if it happens right. you see the bandobas nobody will nobody is going to arrive here hmm. so we waited for another hour again i went back to him like do you have any intelligence input like where they coming from <laughs> if we can go to the intersection that nearby intersection or maybe some other place hmm. then he uh he took out his phone he showed me a message hmm. uh the message was uh, uh it was sent by one of the student groups right. saying that we don't want to participate in this protest or in this march and we are backing out oh. <laughs> so he like yeah th- see this is the message right and there is no point waiting here Right. you should go back to now jantar mantra because now these uh, du and jnu students they are protesting at jantar mantra right. should go there <laughs> so so that as then i checked with the, some of the people at jamia like is this true or not right and they said no no this is one of this one of the smallest groups right they have written that they don't want to take part in the protest and i mean just to avoid anything with the police or any detention right so police i'm saying that way they are very sure like they know they know what they want to leak what yeah. they don't want to leak yeah S- yeah that's you true had a but lot the of information that you require they they might not be willing to share with you yeah yeah i i've had one of this those this is a recent example but yeah no it it matches like with it's like it, because i have been to police stations in say mostly in up or delhi where they refuse to meet you or even talk to you you know mm. and you you are always end up writing decline to comment mm. but i have always i once went to nu which is a small town in mewat mm. and it was also matter of it was caste uh, you know like a caste based sexual assault case mm. and i reached the police station the sho made me sit gave me chai he gave me a whole written brief of the case the fir copy everything mm. and on other times you go to police station you ask for fir yeah. they're like no we can't give yeah. you anything so it can be i think that former is better of course for us as journalists yeah. mm. but also because um sometimes it's in the interest of the police to get all the information out but of course mm. given that they haven't done something shady yeah so are you pursuing this lead where aditya is depends i mean i'm i'm trying to figure it out but mm. of course palpur is quite a distance from here and we left to see you know if he's at a stage where he's willing to speak to the media what kind of condition is he and where is he but yeah i'm i'm hoping to keep track of it right to your the end of your story towards the end of your story you uh, spoke to people at the trust about the kind of impact it has on, on them you know even those incidents because as you said Aditya was someone mm-hmm. who was from Bihar he was at the railway station and he alleged that his family kept him in house arrest and he found a safe space 
at the trust and a lot of other members also told you that on camera with incidents like these was the state can walk into your bedroom at 12 at night and take you away mm. and then assault you how does it impact them yeah so uh, for a lot of the people who come here this uh, particular home means literally that home right like so we spoke to couple of uh, transgender men and women who live there who have faced so much rejection uh, from their family that uh, it just means so much to have a space which is so non-judgmental right. and uh, rudrani chetri who runs the home is quite a celebrity herself you know she runs an agency called the bold uh, transgender modeling agency and a lot of transgender uh, people who come there uh, come there to be aspiring models and right. it's so interesting that she chose the format of modeling uh, because she could have you know with a lot of spaces like this you go so in depth into vocational training you know mm-hmm. you, a lot of women's homes start uh, sewing centers tailoring centers where they make something sell something but here for a for a transgender person to be out on stage walking a ramp being unabashed about their identities everything and everything that they hoped mm-hmm. uh, they could find uh, in their world and that little space where they could just flaunt themselves right mm-hmm. because they're constantly trying to be someone they're not and have spent such a large part of their life doing that um so for a lot of them they come here because they know rudrani and they look up to her and mm. they want to be part of that space so yeah. apparently even when aditya who's now missing as or is i guess with the police i hope uh, with the police he apparently also told bella that he came he's so happy to be here because he would love to start modeling mm. um and love to be there rudrani herself comes from a family uh, which has largely accepted her Uh, at this point but she has a, a a sibling who is cis and she always feels this sense of rejection i mean i don't know if the word is rejection but she said you know that there is a sense where the parents sort of favor uh, her her brother and she wasn't invited to some of the marriages at home so she she knows how that rejection feels mm. um so it is it's really a safe space and i asked them you know what the impact of having such an incident happen in their home because they come to this place to escape precisely this right uh, to not get targeted by police to not get targeted by the system hmm. um and to be away from that stigma for them to for this to happen in their home really shatters their sense of trust like it that's the headline of our piece right hmm. it says shakes the confidence in the small world that we have right um and rudrani said that already a few of them who live there have you know are starting to think of whether they should leave mm. uh, because if the, it could be them next if their parents file a missing complaint right um and something that she said which really struck me is that she said that uh, even though uh, the ministry and you know uh, the system as such has fairly progressive laws and fr- progressive thoughts about how to keep the transgender community safe and away from stigma and assault uh it's the police who don't have that sensitization right and she ta- she has multiple times taken it upon herself to sensitize the police i mean imagine in that moment when if if you have to think that let me take two transgender men along to the police station mm-hmm. to show the police that this is normal and this this uh, phenomena right. exists and we should accept it mm-hmm. that's the level of uh, distrust and uh, fear that they have with the system right so right. it's a huge impact on them right and it's it's so striking because on one hand you have i remember there's a delhi pol- delhi metro 
station you know mm. somewhere in noida which employs only people from the trans community and yeah. it's completely painted in rainbow and everything and it's a good step i mean you it is optics and it's some sort of meaningful optics but at the same time you have police officials treating people in the community like this yeah. and i remember i've covered cases two of them in delhi police stations in bhajanpura where at one instance women who were you know alleging that they were unsafe after the riots in delhi yeah they went to the police station and they said they were assaulted again at night mm. then a few journalists when they they were assaulted the same police station so it feels like after some point in the day at night you know these policemen are really not at their best because yeah. if you're a journalist if you're a woman or people from the trans community the three cases i can think of right off the bat where yeah. you are face assault yeah in fact they told us that they even i mean they said that allegedly there was the policeman was smelling very severely of alcohol mm-hmm. um and they felt really unsafe and i can imagine that i mean as a woman like it's just so scary to even think one of the incidents i just told you exactly the same allegation that the policeman who assaulted women in that yeah. story were drunk yeah yeah i think it also is an angle that they also have some sort of authority and power which yeah. if you are in that spot you're easy to miss i mean we reporters are overworked yeah. and underpaid as well we yeah. don't go around assaulting people it's true right? it's true <laughs> so, like in the hatris case i think the most striking thing i've ever heard and it's so dark it's like straight out of some sort of anurag kashyap movie hmm. was when uh, this police officer was suspended by the high court and then also within the department because ram shabd because he did not take down the statement of the hatris victim when she was alive right. and said that she had been raped right so he was uh, suspended for 5 months and then there was a police departmental inquiry where they sort of asked mm. him why and he was the inquiry officer in his own case right. because the inquiry officer had to go for a triple murder case that day uh-huh. so this is this is our country right so right. You, they, he can't sit in for the inquiry of hatras cuz another murder has happened triple right. murder has happened right. and then ramshav apparently told the family who apparently had a moment with him after the mm. whole inquiry where the brother of the victim asked him why mm. did you not take down my sister's statement mm. and he says us din mujhe bawasi ho gaya tha and he's like i couldn't focus i couldn't you know i wasn't in the state to like yeah and just like what do you say to that the brother yeah. was like i laughed yeah cuz wow. my sister couldn't have couldn't tell the world and couldn't tell a police officer that she had been gang raped yeah uh because this police officer refused to take it down and he was the officer in charge in his own case where he was some yeah. under investigation yeah well we had a chief justice yeah who was the heading the bench <laughs> facing his uh, mm. allegations against him so that's so last question there is a legal team that is assisting yeah. the trust is there any plan to move a habeas corpus for this uh, for aditya yes i mean they do have a plan but i think the first step for them is to ensure an fir is filed mm. uh, for the assault and what they call as an illegal detention of mm. aditya because he is an adult and there was clear signs of refusal mm. from uh, evidence corroboratory evidence that you know say that he there was clear signs of resistance right so the point is now to find out their get mm. his statement and then go from there and if they don't find him of course there'll be a habeas corpus and you'll be following this i hope so okay yes. okay so our readers uh, and listeners if uh, you're curious about what this story leads to please keep 
an eye out, out for Nidhi's byline. Nidhi, thank you so much for joining us today. We know you have a lot of work, so we'll <laughs> let you go. But before you go, can you get, tell us your recommendation? Yeah, so um, I wanted to recommend this particular article. Uh, it's from a website called lithub.com. Right. Uh, it's called Francis Ha is All Grown Up. Uh, Francis Ha is one of the movies that I absolutely love. Uh, it's a black and white film. It's about female friendship and right. it's a sort of coming of age film. And what I really liked about the essay uh, is that this essay was written by a woman who's who was 23. Mm -hmm. And then at 27, she watches a film and edits her essay. <laughs> so she is also reflect and the film is also about a 23 year old right. coming of age when she's around 27, 28. Uh, and how female friendship also kind of like gives you a space to get to know yourself better. Right. So she starts writing the essay at 23, submits it and then comes back at 27, watches the film and edits her essay to relook at what she saw differently when she was 23 in the movie and what she sees differently <laughs> when she's 27 in the movie. Fantastic. Um, it's a beautifully written um, piece and it makes you want to watch the movie if you haven't. And if yeah. you watch the movie, you know exactly what she's talking about. Um, so I would really recommend that essay and that movie. Okay. Thank you so much, Nidhi. Thank you. So we are back to Shiv uh, to talk about his report on the Gymkhana Club. Um, Shiv, first of all, there are many clubs in Delhi, right? Um, why is Gymkhana Club important? I mean, why does it merit a story if something goes on there? Just tell us about Gymkhana Club and what's the appeal, the charm? The only appeal that I see uh, in Gymkhana Club is the wait period. The right. wait period is huge. It's 30 plus years. Right. So wow. if you apply now, hmm. um, then you may get membership, permanent membership. Uh, Just about the time when Tejasvi Surya becomes Prime Minister. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? 30 years is a long time. And uh, I mean, this is the only, uh, I mean, feature that, mm. uh, so to speak, that I see why club is so much sought after. Right. Mm. And at the same time, of course, uh, the who's who of Delhi are members of uh, um, this club mm. from um, bureaucracy, from police, from um, judiciary yeah. and people from um, non-government background also. Right. Mm, from the corporate world. Right. And at the same time, you also need a person who will second your name, person who will propose your name. Wow. So you need two recommendations also. Wow. My favorite club is the press club, man. You press don't club. even have to be a member to enter. <laughs> but but uh, I, I knew this is an elite club. You know, yeah. it's, the Jim Khanna has a pedigree. Yeah. And, uh, but I was just looking at the pictures before I read your piece of the place and it looked like, mm. you know, like imperial court. Impe yeah. It's like a swimming pool and it's it, and it's from the British era, the British yeah. Raj. It was, it was uh, used, early it was used for families of uh, army officers. So families right. used to stay there. Right. Then it was turned into a club where um, selected members could join right. during the um, uh, British era. Then later on, the word imperial was also part of the, the name, but right. imperial was removed. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, the appeal of a club is like, unless it's exclusive, yeah. it's, I mean, it won't appeal to a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. Why would it? Yeah. And uh, a certain class, I think, in every elite 
is you know goes to certain gyms yeah. certain clubs only because they can network but you said that at some point you know even in the british raj they only select people who could get membership and now that has become the problem mm. again because the central government alleges that only a select kuteri mm. or family fiefdoms those their words mm. uh, have access to the club or they get membership to the club especially those that are fast tracked mm. so tell us about when did the government start making these claims and, and what has mm. it done to make sure that this system is dismantled mm, this it started around 2015 16 mm. one of the members of the club um, who he was earlier part of the committee um, very important member of the committee mm. so he raised some allegations uh, he said these 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 things are not correct with the club some financial irregularities mm. so um he gave his complaint to the committee the new committee at the time uh, then later on what happened mc also took note of it and the same complaint he filed the complaint will also reach mca mm. so mc is the ministry of ministry corporate of corporate affairs. affairs i'm sorry yeah right. so um, ministry of corporate affairs in 2016 they initiated a uh, uh, inspection right. um, on the basis of the complaint mm, and the same time the club was also doing its own inquiry right. so there were three inquiries one after the other mm-hmm. um and mca uh, began its inquiry in 2016 then another supplementary uh, inspection was also initiated in 2019 hmm. and they raised some questions about of course the membership um, in the report the report said that the i mean these categories of membership are not there in the article of association which is like constitution for them constitution right. of the club right. and uh, uh, but of course members have their own point of view saying that uh, these these categories do exist in the article of association mm-hmm. then in 2019 another supplementary report was um, a supplementary inspection was initiated then the central government reached nclt saying that uh, it can't be resolved and all mm-hmm. and we need to maybe we need to overhaul the the club or the functioning or the administration of the club mm-hmm. so they went to uh, nclt uh, the tri- the tribunal mm-hmm. and uh, then um the case reaches conclusion in um, in 2022 april 2022 okay. where the tribunal says that uh, that the elected gc general committee should be dissolved and the government should take over the gym khana took over the club but why did they do that so mm-hmm. i mean it's one thing for the government to say financial regularities but then the government accuses many people of that right sometimes it's purely political mm-hmm. but the tribunal would take that into account and disband the committee mm. might mean that there is something to these allegations that there are financial irregularities there is something nepotistic about membership mm. do we know i mean is there something the tribunal said mm. which uh, we can use to say ki yeah things were not happening correctly or by the book mm. at the club so uh, in the order the tribunal says that uh, the article association said that the, the club will be mostly for um, club will, will focus on sports activities to for promotion of sports activities right so the ministry of corporate affairs says uh, that uh, i mean this aim has not been achieved Hmm. so these sports activities they have taken they they've taken back seat and some other activities are being run by uh, club members against the article of association hmm. another of course another point i made was about the membership hmm. saying that some of the memberships uh, some of the categories were created so 
to fast track a membership of uh, relatives or uh, people who were known already known to the permanent members mm. so these are the uh, i think most important allegations right. that uh, the government made and which are there in the tribunal order also Right. and this order has been challenged by the uh, by some of the members they have gone to ncl 80 now the appellate tribunal i see so that's right. where he stands now and the government after the committee was disbanded appointed its own committee its own committee and who's yeah. there who who are the people on this committee so that's very interesting of course uh, i mean that's i mean that's a given that if government decides to go after you uh, the system is very strong right the whole yeah. system is with you right so <laughs> you yeah. can pick and choose right so maybe the person who complained initiated the the complainant mm-hmm. so <laughs> he and of course there are so many versions how it started right. so one version is he had some grudge because he could not extract, extract some privileges from the club who who's he um, i because we don't have his his yeah. his comment his reactions so of course i can't reveal his name this is someone very up in the government of india in the, no he now he is retired i see i see so um, that's how it all started so he could not get some privileges or or maybe i mean there's different versions right so he could not get whatever he wanted uh-huh. and he complained and since then it is since all the skeletons are coming out of jim uh-huh. khanna's cupboard okay okay let's let me hold it down to this you don't have to name the person but politician bureaucrat army pan who's this yeah bureaucrat yeah a bureaucrat bureaucrat yeah. very close to the government right in goes without saying <laughs> but one of the people in the government appointed is nalin kohli who's yeah the yeah, lawyer so the, and the, bjp spokesperson the, the nominated uh, yeah. uh nom- government nominated committee six members uh two of them are bjp leaders mm. and uh, four of them are uh, former bu- former uh, government officials perhaps sympathetic to the bjp <laughs> we don't know you don't know because i i, I, I didn't uh, look a closely look at the profile hmm. because the focus of the story was different like how government right. is trying to um connect hmm. members to each other right. seeing if they have any um, family linkage mm-hmm. but members of course members category categorically said that uh, uh, they became members in their own capacity right, right? so 50% of uh, the um, membership quota is for uh, government officers serving mm-hmm. government officers right. so if you are retired government officer <laughs> you be considered a non government official category ah, okay, okay so that's another uh, another thing but the way they were updating this and mm. uh, which i found fascinating was they sent an email with 60 questions yeah. and of course you had a deadline and you had to answer these 60 questions and some of these questions wanted to know i think members felt people you spoke to that they wanted to know too much about uh, you know some you and i think what you alluded to in the story was that what the government might be looking for is connections between members koi kisi ka dur ka mama hai koi kisi ka chacha hai koi dost hai family friend jo bhi hai but it's these connections which might be you know brought under spotlight and then they can make several more allegations but of course members are nervous about this kind of questioning and why is that hmm uh one thing is uh, there are i mean two categories that uh, the government mentioned in the tribunal hmm. which they think was uh, was was uh, violative of the um, club rules hmm. but uh, one is ucps uh, ucps are those uh, who have turned 21 and who are children of um, of permanent members hmm. so after turning 21 uh, 
if they want to continue they can apply for permanent membership upon application right so these are ucps so the government is saying that the ucp the, the this category is not there in the article of association mm. so so the general committee can amend the article of association mm. after deliberation yes. but the club members are saying ucp the the word ucp is there in the article of association mm. where it talks about the entrance fee there is a clause about the entrance fee how much where there it talks about that um children of uh, members they can use club facilities and upon after turning 21 they can um, mm. they can apply for permanent membership uh, another one is green card holders which the government says this category is not there in the article of association yeah so these memberships uh, uh, the government is saying they were created at the whims and fancies of um, the general committee earlier right and uh, um, and 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 thereby they also uh, violated um, the companies act right because it's a section 8 company so under section 8 company you get lot of uh, mm. uh, lot of benefits from the government right, right. on subsidy because the land is it's a prime land right right so right. through the rent is uh, not much right so so they're saying that it's not for profit company so you should abide by these many rules mm. or or Uh, like after you amend your rules you can go ahead with whatever you want to do and but it does sound little strange that if you're a genetic material of a member yeah. you are allowed to become a member or at least apply for it mm. when you turn 21 mm. which is strange because it was meant for government officials so ideally government officials should be the one getting access because they're in the government mm. but for the children to get it just because they're children mm. is sounds a little arbitrary but what do did members have to say anything about this no members are saying that i mean it's there in the in 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 the book right, right? so we're not doing anything which is against the law but they wrote the, the book rule. right huh? they wrote the book yeah so so of course so yeah. the the club will be run by uh, will be run with consensus right right so it won't be like that somebody from like if the government wants to run the club then government mm. will decide right since right. the club members have had been running like until mm. recently mm. so they will decide how the club should be run right interesting so that's why they have two different categories for government uh, employees and for mm. non government employees right is there any middle ground so there is the government which accuse mm. makes a lot of accusations and there are members who you know deny the government's allegation mm. you, did you speak to anyone in the middle who's probably you know one person in your story said he's not privacy minded the interesting word what what is the centrist view look like in this whole conflict yeah so uh, one thing is for sure uh, that the consultation the interaction between the government and members mm. has broken down right and uh, unless members are members have of course members have a lot of fears mm. so there are 5600 permanent members that's a cap mm. so these members they can vote they have voting rights right and rest of them like around 10000 they don't have voting rights but they are members under different categories right so these members are saying those 10000 members mm. they are under scrutiny mm. because some of them as, as the government saying some of them are, should not have been members because they don't fall in any category or the category they fall in is not there in the article of association right so yeah the main concern uh, among members uh, as i mentioned 5600 are uh, permanent members mm. and as on the mark members under different categories mm. so these members under different categories 
they are members think that they are under scrutiny and right government is trying to know how they got membership or right. maybe trying to connect like if say five people five members are connected to each other or not yeah or uh, if any any law was violated or not right so and of course the, the consultation dialogue um, has taken hit right. there is no interaction like of course individual individually they might have in, had interaction mm. but as as a group as a group of members and the government so these two groups hasn't had much interaction right so i think that's is, and the because the purpose of this whole data updation is not specified in the circular right that i mean this fear government should try to allay uh, right so a lot of intriguing tales from latian steli uh, thanks for bringing them out shiv but before you go uh, any recommendations for our listeners i read uh, manisha's interview of uh, zubair I very see. good interview yeah right i mean it goes behind the scene kind of uh, interview where like what happened exactly when he like right. what kind of questions he was asked yeah. so it gives a sneak peek of yeah uh, the mindset of police right how they think yeah so i was so surprised to know that the police asked him like how come you get 10000 rupees yeah. or 1000 rupees when yeah. people are not willing to yeah. uh, buy newspaper in 10 rupees <laughs> i was like what so another great ex- bit from that was when they found out that 10 of the 13 people at all news were hindus and then they were like oh so it's not run all by entirely by muslims how is that possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah but it's also good to know that there was some i mean one of them he mentioned that that he he um, he follows zubair zubair and uh, yeah. he appreciates his work yeah but yeah so all of them are not like that of course yeah. few of them they they are prejudicial towards uh, what zubair does or what others do and they think without looking at the whole body of work they pick like yeah. one tweet saying yeah of course you are against hindus or <laughs> right so well, like why don't you uh, fact check um, um uh, people from tamil nadu or yeah. or other southern state and know why only focus on uttar pradesh and his answer was very impressive he said that's a good thing that i only focus on uttar pradesh because then you know you yeah, know it's good for you better. also yeah. so i'm also may, may, um, i'm taking burden off your shoulder right? yeah exactly and i remember during the lockdown when there was a lot of misinformation one of the SPs i think from ayodhya had given a video in which he said that there's a lot of lies going around there are some things you can rely on and mm. he said alt news mm. and it was there and then the it cell created a furore on twitter and the video was taken down by up police but up police did recommend alt news uh, i just remember but it's that. it's i mean like it's not only in journalism but other fields also it yeah. seems that your religious identity has has lot of connotations yes. like earlier maybe it was not that much yeah. but your identity plays start playing lot of uh, i mean it's become very important as of i mean yeah. nowadays yeah people just uh, look at that and then they make the back story right because because uh, when he told police that uh, uh, like only 3 out of 14 are muslims yeah. and rest of them are hindus yeah. they were shocked then the police were वो शॉक लाइक लाइक हिंदूज हिंदूज के खिलाफ कैसे लिख सकते हैं 
Okay, thanks a lot, Shiv. Yeah. For joining us. Thank today. you. Thank you for the invite, man. My recommendation is uh, there is a new book out by Penguin. It's called Nehru and the Spirit of India by author Manash Firak Bhattacharji. I haven't read the book, but the Wire carried an excerpt from the book. Mm-hmm. It's titled "What Nehru's Stance on Muslims Returning from Pakistan Tell Us," and a very fresh perspective. on uh, you know every 10 20 years there's a book on nehru and some uh, maybe lately, try to explore another facet yeah. which has not been explored yeah so he, this book looks at him after nrc after caa and a lot of uh, modi era uh, mm. retrospective view on nehru mm. and very interesting perspective and i think um, i would like to interview him as well so we are trying to get that done but um, you can read this piece on the wire and uh, if you like it you can also pick the book that's my recommendation and if you're listening to this podcast on apps like stitcher spotify or apple remember we have a website newsonly.com where there's a native podcast player you can head over to the website and check out that podcast player and listen to all our episodes of any of our podcasts and uh, with that this podcast is adjourned all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.